All right, welcome everybody. If you're just tuning in, you've been prayed for and we are ready to jump in. And how many people are ready to get in the groove this year? I mean, we got a lot to look forward to. God's always doing a work. He's been doing a mighty work last year, and we're going to keep that momentum going. So with that being said, I'm going to kind of unpack that message through God's word today, because I believe as a believer, and I see if you can say amen to this if you believe it, all right, that there should be an urgency in our life. Is that a good place to say amen? There should be an urgency in a believer's life for, for people to know the Lord. But not only that, because we know the Lord, we should be out there and sharing that. And it should affect every area of our life. So I think, you know, as a child of God, we ought to have a little pep in our step. Amen. Now, I want to tell you this. We all know that that doesn't mean we never have any problems. We never have any sickness, anything like that. But I'm going to tell you what we know the one to go to when we go through. Amen. So I hope today that this message uh, touches your heart right where you are, and we're going to jump in. I love, love, love sharing the Word of God, and I like to bring forth a message that is challenging. How many people like a challenge? Okay, well, today you're going to have one, okay? Um, because you know what? Can you imagine if you wanted to lift more weights or get stronger, you go to physical therapy and stuff, they don't let you just stay right where you are. you got to keep pressing in and pressing on, right? In anything in life, we want to grow in our relationship. We've got to invest more. We've got to do, do more time in that. And it's the same with the Lord. God wants to move in you so that he can move through you. Amen? And so when we turn around, today's message is all about getting in tune with what God's got for you. All right? I want us to get in tune with that. You know, we play the music and stuff. And, and man, if you hit the wrong note and everybody else is on the right note, it shows, right? So we want to be in tune to what God's doing so we can be in tune to what he has for us, right? So I want to get in the, the groove with that. So how many people want to follow in the footsteps of Jesus? You think that's a good role model? How many think that is the best role model? Amen. He's lived his life out before us and we've got his word to follow on and Holy Spirit to live in us when we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. So how many believe that Jesus was all about the Father's business? So don't, don't you think maybe we should be too? Absolutely. Jesus did not sit on the sideline of life. I don't like sitting on the sidelines of life. All, all y'all know me. I don't, sit, I don't do sitting well. You know, I got to keep moving and going. And, and I know there's a season that sometimes we need to step back and take a break. But you know what? Let's gear it up and get in the groove for what God has for us this year. And I'm going to jump on in with the scripture here. All right. So Jesus, first I want to hit you with this. Jesus was always available, active, and obedient. Those are some things we could put in our life, isn't it? And you know what? Don't feel like you got to do it alone because when you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, his spirit lives in us to help us in those areas. Amen. We need him. We need him to, 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 to drive the bus. How about that? We need him to set the pace. So if we want to look around and follow in the footsteps of Jesus, let's see what he said. All right. And if you got your Bibles, I got most of the scriptures up here, but I'm going to, I'm going to launch off from Mark 10, 45. And it says, for even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. And that's a good one to remember. That's a good one to put in your heart and then walk it out. So today I pray that as we get the message, we jump in and get in the groove and follow in the footsteps of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I thought the best place to start is what Jesus said in his word. All right. And we're going to roll in here. I know I just read it, but I kind of underlined a few things in here. Take a look at this. If you want to know what your groove is, all right? Now, you have different gifts and things like that. But I'm going to tell you something. We're going to start out by understanding that the Lord wants us to serve. Amen? 
Now, that might look like a lot of different things to a lot of different people, but let's see what he says. Again, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. So, I, I want to ask you a couple of questions as we walk through this thing. He expects us to serve, right? He wants us to follow in his footsteps. So, a little bit of a heart check. I always, I always kind of look in the mirror. I always say this every week. I'm preaching to me first, and, and we kind of walk through that. So, I, I want to ask you about three questions to see if you're really in the groove with the Lord. Is that all right? Is that fair? You don't have to answer out loud. You don't have to raise your hand. But I want you to kind of open your hearts to these questions, all right? So first off, here's a question. Where am I serving? If you answer that and you say, well, man, I'm really not, I'm not really serving anywhere. Time to get in the groove, okay? Not here to beat you up, here to lift you up. I want you to hear that, all right? So think about that. How about this? Who am I serving? Well, I'm really not serving anybody. A lot of times we like to serve ourselves, don't we? Boy, it's quiet there, wasn't it? <laughs> and also, hear about it. When am I serving? Well, I really haven't got around to it. I don't really know. You know, I'm going to get to that one day, all right? So, it got real quiet there because I'm asking you guys to do a little evaluation. And this is what I want us to see here. When I, when I go through this here, I, I have to look at my life and, and ponder a few of these things and go, man, Lord, am I being active in my faith? Am I moving in the, in the gifts that you've given me? Am I being a mirror of Christ for others? First off, are you available? That's only a question you can answer. And that's where it all starts off at. So I, wanna, I want you to think about this. Here's another question to go with that. What am I going to do with the life that is left in front of me? You might want to write that down. What am I going to do with the life that is in front of me? Now, how many know we need to be purposeful? And things. When you want to lose weight, I've been saying that. That's one of the things the first year, I think the biggest thing people say, you got to have a plan. We've been talking the last few weeks about having a plan of attack. We're going to keep driving that home. When you want to save money, you got to have a plan of attack. When you want to accomplish something, you got to set a goal, right? What goals have you set in your spiritual walk this year with the Lord? Are you going to join a small group Bible study? Are you going to look for ways to serve at church? Are you going to look for ways to serve in the community? And I want to remind you, Tanya just mentioned it next week. It's a really simple thing we can do. What we want to do for next week, if you want to bring some brownies, cookies, something like that, if you want to be the one that drives over to the fire station or police station, we just want to be a blessing to those that serve. You say, well, I, I don't know. It's not that hard. Are you available? So be thinking about what you want to cook if you're not a person that cooks. You could drive. If you're not, you can supply the stuff, and we know people that will cook. All right? So we're looking for ways all the time to serve one another in the name of Jesus. If you got some other ideas and things, let us know. But how many people like to serve? I think most people like to serve in, in their comfort zone. But you know what? Sometimes God stretches it a little bit. So I'm not here to pull you out of socket, I'm here to stretch you a little bit, okay? And that goes for all of us. And, and I think that's something else. So, so what am I going to do with what time I have in front of me? And also, we don't know how much time we have. This is all going to play in. I'm building on the foundation here. And then, look at this. How do I determine what's most important? How do I make the greatest decision each day about using my time and my life wisely? Do you ever think about that? I want to challenge us to pray in the morning before we start our day. Seek the Lord and say, Lord, how is it that you want me to serve you today? You might be surprised. It might be 
just praying for someone. It might be just listening to the Lord a little bit. It might be helping a neighbor. It might be calling somebody. I don't know what it is, but I know if we're open and God's speaking to us, it's going to be the best place for you to be that day. And sometimes those things change. Sometimes it's for a long haul. Sometimes it's just for a season. So when we look at that, the way we answer those questions really sets the stage on our heart, doesn't it? And I think today I want you to go back, and many of you might know this and some don't, but I want to share this is really our mission statement for our church. It says, making the most of every opportunity to share Jesus Christ with the world. And we put a few things in there through music, testimony, and God's word. In other words, you could say through serving, through loving people. You say, man, I'm off the hook, buddy. I don't, I don't do music, really don't have a testimony. I'm not a preacher. Well, guess what? And through your serving. Can you pray? Absolutely. Can you visit? Can you talk to somebody? Can you encourage somebody in the Lord? So this is from the very beginning. This is the heart of ministry, to make every opportunity to share Jesus Christ with the world. Let me tell you, that might be with start with your neighbor. It might start with somebody in your home. It might start with somebody at work, wherever it is. But you notice it has to start. And I pray that we start that today. And, and as we go through this here, it's a great place to start. But listen to this. We really believe this, and I want to see if it's a good place to say amen for you, that there is nothing greater than we can do than lead somebody else to the Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing else that we can do. Now, you might not be the last piece of the puzzle that, that prays with somebody, but you might be the person that, that gives that we can get Bible tracts and they get the word. You might be the person that's been praying for that person. You might be the person that invites that, that person to church. And, and let me just tell you guys, if you're online, that doesn't mean you have to come to church to get saved. God will take you right where you are, right here, right now. It's all about the work of the Holy Spirit in your life and receiving the greatness and the blessing of the finished work of the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what I want you to hear today. But we have the Great Commission. He tells us to go in all the world and make disciples. We take that serious. Let's be about God's business. There is no greater calling than anything like that to be able to share the Lord. You know, I, I'm a people person, and, and even before I was in the ministry, I, I talked to a lot of folks. And a lot of folks, usually <clears throat> when you talk to somebody, they'll say, well, what is it that you do? There's nothing wrong with that. I'm a fireman. I'm a teacher. I'm a dad. I'm a mom. Whatever it may be, that's all right. But have you ever really thought about that? What would you do if somebody said, well, what is it that you do? And I'm a child of God. I'm sharing Jesus with everybody I, I know. Do you know him? I wonder if, if that was in our forefront. Now, maybe we don't have to hit him with that just like that. But, you know, maybe God is telling you about that. The other day, as I do often, I went out to grab something to eat. And uh, <clears throat> I love to go to one of my little places when going to my mom's house for titters, and, and they're great, man. They, they really take care of us there. And sometimes, and the place is not that big. It's like as big as half this room right here. And, and, and I just love it. I mean, the grease is flying. People are laughing. And you got all walks of life, and I love it. I'm right in the middle. man. I mean, you know, I tell you what, I, I bet you go like that, get the grease off the, off the wall, man. It's good, right? I'm telling you, it's good. And everybody's saying, we're not going to know. Donovan is good. All right, so, so the other day, there were so many people in there, I set up at the lunch counter and happened to be a police officer there. And I know that, you know, he's on duty. He's all decked out and everything else. He's just trying to grab a few things. And I know that I can be a little, how you doing sometimes? So I was like, 
said, oh, I'll just be cool. I just want to encourage the guy. And I said, hey, how you doing? And he's all right. <laughs> Everybody goes, yes, you can. Yeah, I said, so I'm watching real good that he don't have his hand on his gun when I'm talking to him, thinking, boy, you're too close. So I start talking to him a little bit. And the next thing you know, I just start sharing about the Lord. And I said, what's your name? He said, Emmanuel. I said, God with us. He said, you knew that? I said, I know that. I said, is God with you? He said, he better be. I'm on the street. <laughs> so we began to talk about the Lord and different things. And he would tell me how God had, had worked. He was only like 26, 27 years old. And he had did some different things. And uh, he worked for the correction office. And God moved him over here and everything else. And then, uh, you know, we're talking and everything else. And we just had a really good time. And, and just in a minute, just in a few minutes, we were able to share a little testimony. He encouraged that guy. I said, man, I'm going to be praying for you. He said, I appreciate that. And I said, uh, where, where is your post? And he told me. I said, well, if you happen to go down in such and such street, that's where my mama lives. Keep an eye on her place. He said, I got it. Sounds good. It's never, never a bad time to make a friend in the Lord or in the police department. Amen. <laughs> God will work through all those folks, man. And it was so nice because at first, you ever watch somebody's body language? I sit down. I got my Harley jacket on. I'm hanging out. I go, hey, what's up? And my buddy's cooking. Man, what you want? Man, what you want? You know, and this guy's going, oh, my gosh, what I got here? I know he's thinking that, right? And I go, hey, how you doing? Just fine. And I say, hey, man, I just want to tell you, I appreciate what y'all do. So he's lowering his guard. I didn't want anything. I didn't, I didn't need anything. I just wanted him to know that I appreciate what you do. And before we knew it, you'd have thought we were all on the same team, man, from, from high school and baseball. We were talking about everything. He was talking about the Lord. He was talking about his family. He was talking about how God had moved in his life and everything else. And his food's getting cold. And the girl said, it's, uh, it's 2713. He, he had enough for everybody. I said, man, you need help with that? No, I got it. I got it. And you say, man, that's just a kind of crazy story. That's just one situation. One life touched to encourage him. I guarantee you when he left there, he was thinking, man, that's really nice to have somebody that I know is praying for me. Do you have somebody that you're praying for when you see folks going through stuff or just people that are in the limelight? What about our teachers? What about our president? What about, about our, our, our city, our family? There's always something that we can do, and serving is a great way to do that. Now, what I'm saying, we're serving. It can be praying. It can be whatever God leads you to do, but do something for the kingdom of God. Listen to the Lord. Amen. There's nothing greater than sharing the love of Christ. Amen. All right? Now, Got a little reading to do here. I'm going to give you the backstory, and we're going to do most of our lesson from this right here. First Peter chapter four, and then I'm going to kind of break this out. Okay, First Peter chapter four, verse seven says this: "The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and sober-minded, so that you may pray. Above all, love each other deeply, because love covers a multitude of sins. I'll offer a hospitality to one another without grumbling, without grumbling, without grumbling. Oh, I got stuck there. Excuse me." Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Man, if you just read, I read that real slow just so it kind of sink in. But I want to take that and break that down maybe verse by verse today and just show you what God had been just uh, revealing to me. I, I, I listened to some great sermons this week and I was just pulling stuff all over and God was showing me stuff. And, and, and you know what the main thing is? Boom! urgency. We need to be about God's business. So let's go back to the first verse and see what's going on. 
Verse 7 here, it says, The ends of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and uh, sober-minded so that you may pray. Now, Peter's talking to, to the folks here in his audience about Christ's return. How many people believe that the Lord's going to be coming sometime? You know, a lot of people want to set dates and all that. We don't set dates. I just know it's 24 hours closer than it was yesterday. Are you ready? And we're going to be talking about that. So we, we need to be alert. So let me ask you this. If you knew that Jesus was coming back today at 3.05, I just picked a number out of the air, how would you spend those next hours? Think about that. Would you be on the phone telling everybody? Would you say, hey, man, let me tell you, i, I got to tell you this. I want to make sure that you know the Lord. The Lord's coming back. You don't want to be left behind. Please, do you, do, do you get the message? Did you understand that, right? Now, that's, a, that's what, five hours from now, just to say if that was the case? It might before, be before I finish my next sentence. So why would we act any different in that urgency? You see what I'm saying? I want to really turn up the heat on the urgency of sharing Jesus Christ with the world. Amen? So, here's the question. Are you alert? Sometimes we think we are. But then when we really start, when I put it up against the backdrop of what I just shared with you, are we really that alert? I'll just take it from a baseball analogy. You know, I, I used to love playing baseball. Most of the time I was catching, but when I was in the outfield, I had to really pay attention because there's a lot of things in the outfield. There's bugs. There's four-leaf clovers. There's people walking with ices and stuff, and you're hot. You, this world is going on, but you're in the game, but your head is in the clouds. And so when, when that batter comes up to, the, to the, the batting place there, man, the batter's by, you better be listening. You better be watching. You better be looking, right? Let me tell you, God's in the batter's box. He's ready to come back and run it home, man. We never know when. So be diligent in pursuing and watching. Be alert. So take a look at this. Are we sober-minded? What, what do you mean by that, man? Take a look at this. The definition of sober-minded is someone who is serious and sensible, focused. Now, I know we kind of know what it is. I want to break that down a little bit. We, we think we're focused on stuff sometimes, but how many people know we got a lot of stuff going behind the scenes sometimes, don't we? I'll just give you a perfect example. I had a great weekend. It was good. Me and Jesse were going to go over and, and watch a basketball game last night. I had to hook up the trailer. I had to print my message off. I had to do this. Talking to Miss Tanya, she needed a hole puncher. And I'm in the house, and I'm going back. I said, well, I'll just do that on the way. But Jess said, I'm not finished eating yet. I said, well, I'll go take this to Miss Tanya. That's good. Well, I'll go back down there. Oh, the printer's not working. I'll go back down here. That's about what was going on. And so I got to the end of the street, and I called Denise. I said, you know that thing I was supposed to bring, Tanya? It's at the house. I'll be right back to get it. Drove back. Come back down here, call Tanya. Hey, I got that thing on my Bob on the whatchamacallit, because when I get excited, things don't always come out right. And she's like, you mean the hole punch? Yeah, that's it. So she comes out. It's cold. She said, I'm just going to run out and get it. I appreciate it. I roll the window down and hand her my cell phone. She says, that's not what I want. I said, it's been a crazy day. I thought I was alert. I mean, I was just trying to get it done. Something that simple. Grab one gizmo and drive down the street. It took me like two or three times. I went out one time to the car and came back because I didn't have a key. 
I'm just telling you, and I thought, man, I got it going on. Everything's, I was happy, nothing wrong. I wasn't mad. Everything's great. I'm excited about stuff. So the reason I'm telling you, life was just going on, and I was all over the board. I was not really alert, let me tell you. I wasn't sober-minded. I wasn't, hadn't drank anything, okay? I'm just letting you know. But life kicks in. And sometimes we just need to take a breath and step back and say, hey, Lord, order my steps. Take a look at this. You know, when we think about being alert and thinking about Christ's return, let me ask you, close your eyes for just five seconds here. Think about God coming back, okay? You don't have to say anything. I just want you to tell a little heart check. Does that make you happy? Does that make you scared? Do you feel shameful? Do you feel grateful? Think about that. Getting real serious today. And whatever feeling you have, walk out what needs to be rectified in that to get it where you know it needs to be. You know, if, if, if you feel scared, look in God's word and realize that we don't have to be scared. If you feel, oh man, I'm ashamed I haven't done this or that. I, there's so much more I've, I be, believe that God wanted me to do. Let me stop right there and say this. We are never, ever, ever talking about working our way to heaven. It's by grace you're saved through faith, not that of yourself. It's a gift of God. It's the finished work of cross, on the cross, okay? But you know what? We're going to give account for what God has entrusted us with. So I want to make sure you, we're getting this balanced, okay? So we're coming from, the, from the, the whole biblical background that Jesus Christ is the only way, amen? John 14, 6, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. But because we have that relationship, God has entrusted us with a great, great gift, we, we are, are ambassadors. We talked about it a little bit last week. We represent the one true living God. Man, when we're doing that, I, I want people, I don't want people to meet a Jesus like this. Yeah, maybe we will, maybe won't. I don't know. You know, Uncle John, he, I don't know. He got a bad back and this and I'm just hoping so. You think people want to jump in with you on that? How about if you share this? Man, let me tell you what God has done in my life. You know what? They say a testimony should only take about two minutes. Because we just need to tell them where we were and when God came on the scene and spend the rest of the time glorifying God. You ever had somebody talk to them, oh, let me tell you this. I burnt seven houses down, kicked three dogs, and robbed a bank, and all. They're giving you the whole list, and then they said, yeah, God came in my life now. So I'd rather say, you know what? I was not where I was supposed to be. But let me tell you, God took me right where I was. See, you see what happened? We shift everything from us to God. That's the deal. I want to glorify God. He said when he's lifted up, when we raise him up, he's going to draw people unto himself. It's the power of the gospel message. I mean, I, I'm going to tell you what I heard a guy preach one time. He said if you could get a dog to bark the gospel, he could lead, 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 lead people to the Lord. I get a little excited. Because it's the power of the gospel. Are you available? Are you open to those things? So, so we look at this. We need to be focused. I had a few more things. A lot of times, I think, because time has went by, people just think, yeah, that's not going to happen in my lifetime. It may not. It may not happen in my lifetime or my grandchildren's lifetime or whatever the case. But here's the deal. Either way, I wrote this down last night. Either way, he's either coming back for you or you're leaving here as a believer to meet him to face to face. Either way, you're going to come in contact with him. If, you're, if he's coming or you're going. I'm talking about the believer now, all right? And even if you're a non-believer, you're still going to meet him. But I'd rather see him as Savior than, than the judge, right? 
See, we're in the family with Christ. So I want us to be aware about that. You know, people have told me many times, they said, but you, you just get all cranked up about Jesus. You need to cool out. No, I'm not. Those that knew me before, I was cranked up anyway. I just had the wrong message. The message was me. It's all about me. Y'all ever had that message? I don't need to pray for anybody. I bet we all have had that message. Haven't we? It's about us. How much I can get, where I can do, where I live, what's going on, what type of clothes I got, all those things. Look at my 401k. And then Jesus comes on the scene. And man, when God grips your heart, man, that's all I want to talk about. This is like breathing to me, man. This is like breathing to me that I get to share the message. I get, I know y'all are tired of hearing it, but it ain't changing. If it ever does change, y'all need to pray for it. I get excited. I get excited about the word of God. Man, anybody say, well, I read the book. Is it, uh, you must not have read the Bible that I got. It's exciting. How many people like murder mysteries? Crazy stuff. Man, you can look through there and then say, look at this mess and turn the page and say, look how God restored that. Man, and get to the end, we win. If we got Jesus, we win. I love that. That's an urgent message. Popped in my mind. You know, being a pastor and in ministry and stuff, unfortunately, um, sometimes I'm with people right towards, towards the end. I've never heard anyone that I've sat with say, hey, can you go get my trophies? Hey, tell you what, struggling to breathe, bring me my checkbook. There's two things that most people that I've dealt with later on their, towards the end of their life that they want, they want to talk about. Jesus and their family. And you know what? That goes together, doesn't it? Because as a believer, we want to make sure that they are in the family of God through what Christ has done for us. That's the urgency. You know, as much as I talk, I do a little bit of listening every now and then. Most of the time it's in the shower because I believe I'd drown if I didn't shut up in there. Perfect example. This is, this is a God thing, not a buddy thing. I got in the shower the other day. I'm singing. And then I sing, and I just took a minute. And the Lord put on my heart, you need to send Brother Dave a text. Now I can tell you, when I'm washing my hair and cleaning my ears, I'm not thinking about Dave. Okay? I'm really not. Yes, I'm not. <laughs> that, that, that'll get, I'll be looking for a new job. <laughs> Just trying to give you the God story, okay? <laughs> so I get out, dry all off, and I send him a note, and I go, hey, man, I'm just praying for you. Hope things are going good. You know, what's going on, all that? And I go on back, and I hear my phone go, bling, I'm in Sentara. You weren't supposed to say that. You're supposed to say everything's great. I'm doing good. So I go, call me. And Glory calls me and tells me what's going on and some updates and he's, he's doing better. But, but the whole reason I tell you this is in that instant, I was listening. Thank the Lord. How much do I miss? Probably a lot. How about you guys? But in that, that moment, now I don't know about you guys. You know what that did to my faith? Woo! I pray that it encouraged them. Because if I'm in a hospital and all of a sudden my pastor just sends me a note and says, hey man, I'm thinking about you. You're going, 
Thanks, God. How many people like prayer? I'll take any leftover you got. That's powerful, man. That's powerful. So I share those things. And as, as much as, as we're moving and going about the urgency, see, sometimes we can get real urgent and not have the focus. So I'm talking about being alert, sober-minded, but being focused and clear-minded on the mission that God has before us. Amen? I hope that encourages us today. And, and you know what? I had some other notes down here. And, and I thought this was really interesting. And I'm going I'm to try to see where I'm at here because I've done all over the board with my bathroom story. <laughs> I'm going to watch how I word this. Then what I share with you next might, might step on your toes just a little bit, but please love me through it. And, and I think we'll see where I'm going with this. Y'all ready for this? Most of the things that we do in our life don't really matter. I'm thinking about that. Most of it really doesn't matter. I know we got to work. I know we got to eat and sleep and all that. I looked this up. They said, we spend, if you sleep eight hours a day, I don't know many people do. If you sleep, as a matter of fact, Denise got me a Fitbit. I found out I don't sleep hardly at all, really. I was like, man, that thing's telling me more than I want to know. Most people, if you sleep eight hours a day, they say you sleep a third of your life away. That's shaved off right there. And I'm just thinking regular math. If you work eight hours, you got another third gone. And we hadn't even stood in the line, went to the bathroom, washed our hair, picked up the kids from school or anything. So there's a lot of things. Now, we got to do those things. But there's most of the things that we do in life have no eternal value. I want you to hear that now. But I want to encourage you with this. Anything, any service you do for God or God's people will matter for all eternity. Did you hear that? Anything you do for the Lord, God's people, or that he's prompted us to do, will matter for all eternity. I don't know exactly how it's going to be when we get there, but God hasn't missed anything. And I'm going to tell you what, I, I just believe that maybe when we get there, God's going to say, you remember when you held that, that door for that little old lady? You were representing me. You remember when somebody couldn't make change in line and you, you, you did that? You did that for me. Maybe when there was somebody arguing and just putting everybody down and talking about somebody working, you walk by and say, hey, man, you know, get a guy a break. You were representing me. It doesn't have to be the big things. We want it to be the God thing. And over time, it turns into God-sized things. Think about people in your life that really made a difference. Maybe it was one monumental thing. But most of the time when I ask this question, people say, well, you know, somebody would listen to me. You know, Mr. Such and Such lived across the street, but he would always make sure that I had this or that. Wow, this just popped in my mind. Mr. Floyd. Y'all know Mr. Floyd from around here? Mr. Floyd is a blessing. Whew. Ever since my boys were little, and probably most of y'all's kids, when they would see Mr. Floyd, He'd always hug him and give him a dollar. Always. And he told me, he said, when I was little, I didn't have much. He said, but there was a man that did that for me. And he, made, he purposed it in his heart that he would always be a blessing. My boys are 26 and 18 years old. They see Mr. Floyd, it's all about a hug. It's not about the dollar. But see, 
that, that, see how that's, that, that went over? Now, don't miss the mark on the, on the dollar. That was just a tool. But that was something that he promised God in his heart. When I get to a position where I could do something like that, I want to I be a blessing. Always speaking godly advice into the youth. Powerful. Now, I don't know how old Mr. Floyd is, and I didn't know I was going to talk about him, but he's a blessing, man. Always encouraging. There's some people that are just natural-born cheerleaders. Is that you? I think you can bring more cheer and joy to some lives than you think. Amen? I got to keep moving on. I can stay there all day. So you know what? Focus on the things that really matter. And you know the biggest thing that matters? is love. Amen? Let's keep on rolling through here. Second part of that on verse 8 says this. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. God puts a high priority on love, doesn't he? For God so loved the world. He says it's all about love. Love each other deeply. Now look at this. Next thing says love covers over a multitude of sin. Love that is deeply and genuine goes the extra mile. That's what I'm seeing here. It doesn't that you just mask it over. You see the best in the worst situation. Amen? When your kids don't respond like you want them to, you love them through it. Amen? What does God do? Same thing. He loves us. He offers grace and mercy and forgiveness over and over and over. And as our hearts grip that, we should be doing the same thing. I say this every time I talk about something in this, this vein right here. God doesn't call us to be a Christian floor mat. But we should mirror Christ each and every day. And if you blow it, start again. Start again. Because he gives us that grace. Be grace-filled grace and hospitable to the folks have you ever wanted to do something, go somewhere, something like that, and you really wanted to go? Let's just say pick a restaurant, and everybody else in your family doesn't like the restaurant, but you like the restaurant. I know I'm talking to people in here, everybody just, the jaws just went like, how do you know? We all do it, right? So you want to go to this restaurant, but nobody likes hamburger steak and gravy and more gravy and french fries and gravy and cake and a milkshake. Because you're cutting back. Right? Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. Now, how much fun is it when that person said, well, we'll go because you want to go. I just go because you want to go. Hey, I really want to go to this movie. I know this is just not, uh, this is, I, I hear it all the time. When I get to work, this would happen sometimes. I talk to guys, man, you ain't going to believe what's going on. I thought, okay. And the more sometimes they talk, I think, man, that sounds a lot like my life. How about yours? You know, we're not that different. We're not that different a lot of times, man, and things. But how we respond makes all the difference, right? So the reason I get to this, we're talking about love each other and, and, and be hospitable and things like that. If you're going to do something with somebody, even though you don't like doing it, smile. Bring Jesus into the equation, right? I'm going to go. Can we go yet? Can we go that? I've been that person. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Now, I will tell you this. I'm a pretty good sport overall because everybody knows my wife loves to shop. And the thing I love about my wife shopping, she is a discount getter, baby. You're doing good. 
I mean, she's going to check the coupon. She's going to do that. And, and so, so it's good. But she goes, and I, 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 sometimes I make a suggestion when we go to D.C. I said, do y'all have a husband section? She says, uh, well, this is all ladies' clothes. I said, no, I don't want to buy nothing. I want to sit down. So when they move clothes mentor, they move, got two chairs over there. I said, I'll be in the husband section. Got my good Wi-Fi. And Denise just loves to go there. And I, I, like to see, I like to see her happy. She'll come back and she'll go, well, what do you think? What do you think? Huh? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And, and, and what I like there is I can feel like a big time roller there. I said, get them both. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because they're like $4 a piece. I'm just telling you. So when we go there, I'm like, yeah, baby, you want to go to the clothes? Let's go to clothes mentor. Whatever you want, baby. Here you go. Here's 20 bucks. <laughs> man, she can shop for 20 bucks, man. You can get it. She like, you like that necklace? I said, I like that one. I like that one right there, too. I'm looking at, hey, but $2, get it. Right? But, man, she comes out of little face. Thanks for taking me. I said, now, when we go to the guitar shop, you're going to have that same face? I ain't so sure. I'll let y'all know. Guess where we're going tomorrow. <laughs> But, you know, I'm just saying that. Are we a blessing when we go? You know, a lot of times we get out there, and that's a lot of times when they say, hey, where are we going when we get ready to leave here? There's two things. I do a lot of stuff at church, and there's a lot of people that make it happen. There's two things that I don't usually do at church. You ready for that? I don't touch that thermostat as a rule, and I don't usually pick where we eat because I don't want no argument. Amen. If I turned it up, one more degree, Miles is going to pass out. If I turn it down one degree, Bonnie's going to start a fire in the front row. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, just like, I, I'm not going to win on that. I go, oh, you, you might need to see Tanya on that. I don't know. I'll touch that. <laughs> and going out to eat as a rule, I don't care where we go because I just want to hang out. But as time goes by and when I do count the carbs, I go, there ain't nothing there for me to eat. But I had to suck it up a little bit. I said, okay. I get a hamburger, no bun. You know? And the reason I bring these things in, because this is real life. That's the love. If it's all about me, right, you're going to be kind of lonely. Because after a while, people are going to go, uh, we were going to ask you, but we didn't. Right? And that's all about the love of Christ. As we turn around, it says, man, above all, love each other deeply. I like company. Me and Dave got a lot in common on that. What can I do for you? What, can, what do you need? What's going, you just come by and visit. Okay. I like that. I, I like visiting. That's good. Let's keep on rolling here. As we, uh, I got a couple things here. I said, when we go the extra mile, we shine the brightest of Christ into a dark world. When we shine like that, people know that we're different. Be grace-filled. Be hospitable to folks. Lose the shovel lip. You know what that is, don't you? Want to do it? I don't want to go. I don't want to do it. Lord, help us not to be grumblers and complainers. Man, we got any of those in here? Don't raise your hand. We all can be that person sometime, right? Look right there. <laughs> That's the Holy Spirit convicting you, Granddad. That, that, <laughs> that is the Holy Ghost working up in here. Because you know what? There's 59 more people going, I think he's talking to me. And the truth is, I'm talking to myself. But that's good stuff. Amen. <laughs> Woo, we have a good time. See what y'all miss by not coming live, man. We'll take you any way we can, but we have a good time. Let's keep on rolling here. Pick up some speed. Oh, man. John 13, 35. 
Your love for one another will prove, I love that, prove to the world that you are my disciples. People watch and see more than you do than, than they listen to you. Does that make sense? You can tell them stuff all day long. How many people got people you can ask them one time, one thing, and you know they're going to do it and it's good? If you got that, that's awesome. Thank you. How many people got people in their life, in their workplace, in their family, maybe it's you, that you got to tell them, and then you got to remind them, and then you got to send them an email, then you text them on the morning that you're coming, and then you tell them three more times, let me help you with that. Thomas, that ain't the Holy Spirit, that's your dad. Right? <laughs> he was over here waving his hand. We all can be like that, right? But you know, because sometimes we, we, we lose the focus, right? We got to stay focused on the task. But you know what? Can't we just bring them along in love? Lord, help us to love one another in those situations. But over and over, we see this, that you know what? When we love one another, it will prove. You got God's word on it. It'll prove that you are my disciples. I want us to hear that today. So how do we do that? Here's the tip of the day. You remember this now. Christ's love for you. If you remember how much God loves you, it'll help you love somebody else. It really will. It really will. And matter of fact, Michael, I just want to say I love you because you brought them donuts today. That's good. Don't forget them. Miss Karen, thank you. Love you. Where's she at? Brought them cookies today. I told my buddy I was going to start my diet after my birthday. He said, uh, your birthday's in January, right? I said, yeah. He said, well, we'll see how it goes in April. <laughs> he said, you've been pushing it out for three months. <laughs> Thank you. But, you know, those things like that, man, just taking the time. Thinking about others. Thinking about others. That's huge, you know, and, and we appreciate that. But you know what? To help us with that love, help us remember what Christ did on the cross. Help us remember how much God loves us. Do you find it's a little bit easier to, to, to forgive people when you realize how much God forgave you? I think so. I pray that as we walk through this, we see that more and more. Be grace-filled. Be hospitable. Don't do everything by grumbling, man. Do it just out of the love of the Lord. And you know what? Does the world see the love of Christ that you have for others? I mention this from time to time, and I ask people, if somebody came into your neighborhood and something was going on, and they go, please point me to a Christian. Tell me somebody that loves the Lord. Would, would they point them to your house? Would they say, yeah, 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 you need to go right down here. These people know the Lord. When's the last time you asked your neighbor to come to church? Right? When's the last time you invited the guys from work to church? Well, you know, they don't care. They, 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 blah, 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 blah. You know what? Survey after survey after survey after survey says this. Why did you start going to church? It wasn't that they had free pizza. It wasn't that they had an amazing guest speaker. It wasn't that they've got a new basketball program. You know what the number one thing is? Somebody invited me. Let's be an inviting and loving church that proves the love of Christ. Amen. Everybody doing good? I'm going to pick up some speed now. All right. Everybody's thinking about what they want for lunch now after that. Use your gifts. Oh, this is, going to get, this is going to get serious. Everybody all right? Watch your toes. Here we go. First Peter 4.10, it says, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others and faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Let's look at this. I want you to know this. Everyone has at least one gift. Do you believe that? That's what God says. Everybody has, has, has at least one gift. He says, use whatever gift you have received. He doesn't say if you have one. He says, use the gift that you have. Okay. 
Think about that. So look around and see how you can be used in that. And then he says, use it to serve others faithfully. So look at this. I want you all to read this with me. Y'all ready? One, two, three. Let's read. God expects me to serve. That wasn't too hard, was it? Wasn't too, too painful. Look at this. We look at this over and over and over. Each one means everyone, and everyone means us. There's no getting around it. It's not just the preacher, the worship leader, any of this. Each and every one of us has a gift to use. Let's get in the groove. I, I can't say it any more clear than that. We got God's word on it. It's so, so amazing. Whatever gift you have, use it to serve others and be faithful stewards of it. Be faithful stewards of it. Now, this is really cool here. And it goes back here. Got, use it in God's grace in its various forms. Check this out. So I did a little, little, little reading. And the meaning of that in the Greek, this variegated, was really cool. When I started doing my study Bible and going through some stuff. And it says, mark with a great variety of colors or cloth or painting. You think about, look at this with all these different little things back there. That makes up a beautiful painting or a mosaic and things like that. You start looking at these things. And they also use that word when you think of a rainbow. All the different colors coming together, vivid, producing just something beautiful. Isn't it amazing that he tells us to use our different gifts like that in various forms? You can think about it, all different colors, all different things, all different types of gifts, all different types of things. Use them together and it will paint a beautiful picture of who God is. It's amazing. You know, some are ears, some are the hands, some are the feet. Each person, each part of the body has just so much to bring to the table. And I thought, man, that is so awesome. God gives us an opportunity day after day to use our gifts. He's watching, he's expecting, and he is equipping us. I want you to hear that. He's equipping us daily to be faithful stewards, and he gives us the grace to operate in it. Amen? He gives us the grace to operate in that rainbow of opportunities. Masterpiece of opportunities. How many people are glad, we've got, I don't know, 50 people in here, that everybody's not just like Pastor Buddy? Everybody said amen. And me too. One's enough, isn't it? But each one of us brings something so amazing to the table. Seek the Lord about that. Everybody has at least a gift. Be sure to use. Everybody doing good. So we talked about serving today. How's your serve? Think about this. Urgency. Be about God's business, all right? And here's something else about love. I'm just going back through some of my notes that I had. It's the heart of worship, service, forgiveness, etc. Everything grows out of, uh, out of love. And because of that, everyone has a gift. And everyone's accountable for that gift, amen? Everyone. So here's a few things that I put on the takeaway screen, amen? I'm going to go on and, and pump them all out here so you can look through there. A couple of things I wrote down. Serving is not just what you do. Serving is part of what you are or who you are. This is some good stuff to write down. This will help you this week. It will help you next month when you go back through your notes, all right? Serving is not just what you do. Serving is part of what you are or who you are. Next, look at this. Serving is not just an action but an attitude. Woo! Isn't that something? 
is amazing. I know some people might be listening on here and say, man, buddy, you got the wrong guy. You got the, the wrong guy. No, no, I don't have the wrong person. God said, everybody has a gift. I want you to hear that. What else? We have servant hands because we have a servant heart. It's got to get from your heart to your hands, right? How do we get a servant's heart? By chewing and, and, and growing and feeding on the word of God, spending time with God, looking into to, to the different psalms and different proverbs and things, open God's word, amen? Look at this. The greatest ability in the world is availability. Can I get an amen there? It's just being available. Just being available. This just popped in my mind. Another restaurant story, right? I love to go to Mission Barbecue as well. And as a young lady, there's always where it spoils us to pieces, man. And every time I bring grandmama, she says, you brought your mama? I said, yes, I did. Oh, do you need anything else? She just over there bringing all the stuff over there back and forth. And I, and I said, I said, I appreciate you spoiling. She said, I do that with everybody. I said, well, thank you. She said, that's my job. That's what I do. And she does it so willingly. She just does it. It's so natural. And, and we get to talk sometimes. And so Amanda was telling me, she says, you know, they have me training people and different things like that. She said, I can teach them everything else. But it's, they've got to have a good heart about doing this. Isn't that something? If you got the right heart and the right attitude, they could teach you anything else. How about you when, you when you've been in a position to train somebody or do something like that? Just, just give me somebody moldable. Amen? I don't need somebody that already knows everything. You've got to retell them and this and that and all that stuff. Try to remain for us too. Try to remain teachable. Remain teachable, moldable. But think about that. And the last thing I want us to see is in, out of Psalm 100 verse 2. Serve the Lord with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. Man. Isn't it totally different? I'll use a perfect example. My mama, I love her to pieces, but my mom gets me to do a lot of things that I don't really want to do. You know? And she wants them done right now. Anybody else mom like that? There you go. All the moms raise your hand. So my mom is doing good, and I'm thankful. She's going to be 89, God willing, coming up at, at, at April, April the 2nd. And so when my mom got her eyesight back and everything, my mom writes lists for the baby boy. And she likes them lists done. I need to do this and this and that's all right. See, my number one thing with my mom is I'm never going to let her see me sweat. I'm not going to gripe. I'm not going to complain because I, I begged the Lord to keep her healthy, to stay in her house. So every day she stays in the house, that's an answer prayer for me. So I'm not going to grumble. If she wants to ask me how many times the Redskins are playing in, in five minutes, okay, I'll just tell her, tell her the time over and over, whatever. Whatever, doing those things. And I think about that because it would hurt her heart if I said, Mom, you know what you've done told me 10 times? I'm not doing that. I'll just get it tomorrow. I'm not going to do that. First off, I would probably feel a hand of my dad come out of the grave and grab me and just start shaking me because I would never talk to my mom like that. But don't we do God like that? Hey, you know what? I want you to speak to this person. Well, I ain't going to do that right now. They're going to think I'm crazy. I'm going to do this. But if we lose ourselves. To find God, we got so much more. Amen? If you lose yourself and find God, you got so much more. And he will fill back in and work in our life and those things. And I tell you those things because I brought up the thing about mom because there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on with each and everybody in here. I, I want to tell you that, you know what? Find a little grace. Find a little mercy. Find a little love. 
in that serving, serving attitude. I say heartitude sometimes. And it all comes from knowing that God has something great in us. And his name is Jesus, amen? We want to share him with the world. I want to go back here, and if you've got your handouts with you, I want to, I'm going to read this again, Mark 10, 45. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Let me tell you, when we think about that, that helps all these things right here flow a whole lot easier. Serving is not just what you do. Serving is a part of what you are. Serving is not just an action, but an attitude. You've got to make up your mind already that I'm going to do that. How many people made up their mind last night? I'm going to church. I'm going to church. I'm going to church. I'm going to do what God's given me to do. Hey, what about this? Look at this. Our hands and our feet and our heart are all tied together. If your heart's not right, the rest doesn't matter. Let's get our heart right today. And as we go through this here, I love this, this little saying right here. The greatest ability in the world is availability. Friends, I pray you online listen to this message that you take it to heart. That you get in the groove. You know, we always say, I'm going to do it next year. I'm going to do it next week. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Man, start today. Start today. And let's get in the groove and follow in the footsteps of Jesus. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you so much that you give us gifts. And Lord, that you entrust us with serving and give us the greatest gift of all your son. There might be somebody here today that just says, you know, I, I, I hear what you're saying and that all sounds good, but I, I, don't, I don't know him. What must I do to know him? What must I do to be saved? Let me tell you what the Bible tells us. It says, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. Let me break that down some more. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? That's what the Bible says. Do you believe that Jesus Christ came not to, not to be served, but to serve and gave his life as a ransom. Do you believe that today? Do you believe this? He says he's the only way to heaven. And friends, I'm going to be just straight up with you. A lot of people don't want to talk about hell. I'm going to talk about it. When you reject the only way to heaven, there is nothing else but hell. I don't tell you to scare you. I tell you to prepare you. I want you to go. I want you to know about the Lord Jesus Christ and his love for you today. The Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. You say, buddy, you don't know my background. You're right, you don't know mine either. But God does, and God says, come. Come, receive my son. And you do that by faith, and you can pray it right here, right there, right now. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin, God. I believe that Jesus, you're the only way to heaven. I believe you're the son of God that takes away the sin of the world. Lord, thank you for trading places and, and paying my sin debt in full. Lord, help me to walk this out. I believe you. I receive you today, what you did on the, the cross, the death, burial, and resurrection. Lord, today I receive you as Lord and Savior. Help me, Lord, to walk this out with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap if you are encouraged today. I'm going to ask you to, Stand to your feet. We're going to send you out with a song. And I pray that you guys were blessed with the message today. Let's do it. Ooh, 
That is not the right tone. <laughs> there we go. The love's my light and my salvation. Who shall fear? Well, my enemies try to bring me down, Lord. My heart shall not. Here, guys, because you do not hide, you do not hide, do not hide your face from me, do not hide, do not hide, do not hide your face from me. a minute and sign out with our friends online. That's good. Good, good, good. It was great to see everybody today. Friends, if you're tuning in today or whenever you watch this uh, live stream, I pray that you take the message and grow in the grace. Get in the groove with God by calling on the name of Jesus. We love you. Check out our website at keepthepromise.org. Hope to see you soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>